This episode of That's My Story Period features a special live recording of the show at the Ruby, formerly the Nerdist Theater, in Los Angeles, recorded in February 2018. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Nerdist School Stage! This show is That's My Story Period. Please welcome your host, Steph Garcia! Welcome to That's My Story, period, a compilation of stories um, by people who happen to get their period. And um, so the podcast started um, last year, and it was um, a bit of a combination of a few things for me, one of which was um, the 2016 uh, Summer Olympics, actually. Um, I uh, was figuring out, so I've always had a terrible a relationship with my period before I got on birth control and then after that it was very manageable but then you can't be on birth control to get pregnant and so I had to go off of it and um, so the first opportunity I had to go back on it was around the time of the Summer Olympics and um, Chinese swimmer uh, Fu Yan Wei uh, she, her, her team placed fourth in the medley relay and she said it was because um, she was on her period. But um, she was like, well, I don't want to blame my period, but uh, I just want, it did maybe slow me down. So it was a big deal. And at the time I was like, why is this a big deal? And I was like, what can I do? <laughs> I don't know, because I'm not like any sort of person who like just does these things. So I went down a rabbit hole and I was like, well, the only thing I know how to do is to um, talk and hopefully, <laughs> hopefully make people laugh while I talk doesn't always happen but I try and so I was like well I know a lot of other funny people who get periods who also like to talk and so maybe they would like to talk about their period um, on a show for the mass public and it's surprising um, a lot of people did <laughs> a lot of people were like yes I will 100% talk about my period um, and it doesn't get talked about enough and the rabbit hole I went down it just um, is really upsetting and uh, awful just how uh, it affects all all aspects of life from economics to um, health just from like not having access to um, like clean water and stuff like that and then cultural things that globally come up and even domestically economics with going with education and all stuff anyway so a whole big rabbit hole that I can talk about for a really long time um, and so um, I just decided to talk about it <laughs> so <laughs> to make more people talk about it and be like stop being uncomfortable with something that like half the population of the world goes through so anyway we're on our second season it's online uh, that's my story period on iTunes and uh, so this is uh, live I've invited some um, we have four storytellers who have been on the show and we have one newbie who will be all coming out and telling the stories and I'm gonna let them all introduce themselves and tell their stories one by one and then we'll just talk about it uh, okay so come on out storytellers yeah, let's give him a hand. Um, hi, I'm Celia Finkelstein. I got my period when I was 12. Um, I love my period. I love it. I love getting it. I love talking about it. 
I was going to talk about period sex because I also like having sex on my period. But for me, that means talking about men, and I don't want to talk about men tonight. So I'm going to talk about uh, women. Um, I was 12 when I got my period, and my mom was very much like in favor of periods. She was like, she gave me 20 bucks because that's how we express love in my family. And she, we went to Temple because it was Shabbat, and she sent my stepdad out to buy pads, and then we went to Applebee's to celebrate. Um, and at Applebee's, she made this pronouncement to me based in like absolutely nothing. Uh, that I could not use tampons until I had had my period regularly for six months. Um, but she talked about it like it was science and my stepdad was a cop, so I was like, this must be legal. <laughs> so I believed her and I used pads for whatever, however many years. And then when I was 17, um, this may come as a surprise to you, but I was in the drama club. And uh, we did the thespian competition, Troop 4760, and we won districts. And I won an acting award. <laughs> um, and I went down to accept my award, and my dress sort of felt kind of weird, but I didn't think about it, and I took my award. And then I went back up, and I noticed that there was for sure blood all over my seat. And there was blood on my dress. And I had just started my period, and I didn't, didn't know. And uh, my friend Melissa and I hauled ass out of there, and then we won state, and then we went to the International Thespian Festival in Lincoln, Nebraska. Uh, yeah. That's a fact, that's where it is. It's been there for like thousands of years. Um, and so I'm sitting there with a bunch of girlfriends in the uh, old spaghetti factory in Lincoln, Nebraska, relaying this story, because why wouldn't you? And uh, my friend Laura said, that is nonsense. Um, you need to learn how to use a tampon. This pad thing, it's like wearing diapers. And, uh, and I was like, no, 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 I'll get arrested. My mom will have me arrested. Uh, and she was like, no, that's crazy. So we all, the five of us, went into the bathroom and they all surrounded me, <laughs> my friends. And Laura coached me through the process and uh, I'm 100 years old, so it was, tampons with cardboard uh, applicators. And so she taught me to she put, <laughs> you know, they're the worst. They're very painful. And like, if they get blood on them, they get, so it's fucking disgusting. Anyway, use a, use a sponge. Anyway, so, uh, so she taught me to insert it and I did the thing and I'm, I'm, I, my life is suddenly altered. And I was sitting there like, while Laura and Melissa and Shelly and Vicky all, taught me how to use a tampon. And every time I use a tampon or a pad or a sponge, now I think of them, and I think of them surrounding me and um, teaching me how to use a tampon. Uh, and I'm so grateful for that form of sisterhood. And, um, and all these years later, it's, uh, it's the thing I... I carry with me most when I think about my period. So there you go. That's my story, period. Hey guys, it's me, Lindsay Barrow. Um, uh, um, I was 12, right? Is this what I'm supposed to be? I was 12 when I got my period. I'm so sorry. I'm really, really, really exhausted, but I'm here and I'm doing this. Okay. Woo!
All right. Um, okay, so I was 12 when I got my period. I, I mark it, actually, by uh, my parents were going to get divorced that summer. And I just when I was sitting here, put it together that I, my period happens at very stressful times. It's very convenient. Um, thank you, period. Um, so uh, when I was a freshman in high school, I did a lot of dance competitions and dance recitals, and I was way into the dance scene. <laughs> And, um, and we had, it was the end of the year, uh, end of the school year, and it was May, yes, it was May. And we were doing finals all week long, and it was like kind of a stressful time. And then after finals, we had like three days left of school, but with no like school stuff. It was just like, you go to class and watch movies for three days or something. And then the weekend before that, I had like six dance recitals, which you guys might know, but that's a lot of dance recitals. <laughs> So many dance recitals, and I was in all these dance competitions, so it was like I was in every other dance. Imagine how, how I move now and just how I moved then. It was even better. Um, and uh, so I was in all these dance recitals, and it was Monday morning, and I was in Mr. West's history class, U.S. history. And my friend Holly and I, we would get separated in that class because we were class clowns. <laughs> which is very funny to me now because we were like really good kids. So I don't know what we were doing that was so disruptful. We would eat lunch second hour. That's what we would do. We'd like bring second lunches and eat it. Um, and he hated it. He would separate us so much, he would put me outside of the classroom in a desk by myself. And I would I'd be like, ah, I'm bad. But I wasn't really, I wasn't really bad. Um, <laughs> I'm a bad kid. Um, so I, it was this Monday morning and I remember being like so exhausted from having this whole weekend long of the dances and the finals and all this stuff and so I had to go to the bathroom and I was like uh, Mr. West I have to go to the bathroom and he's like oh fine or however he sounds I don't remember that part um, and he sends me to the bathroom and I had bad cramps like real bad they were bad cramps and I still have bad cramps so I'm sorry about that and um, <laughs> They're, they were like really, really bad, and I was in the bathroom, and I was like, oh, they're so bad. And I felt they were really bad, and then like stuff started to fade in and out. That's the noise of fading in and out. And I was like, oh, and I woke up, because I passed out. And I had hit my head on the bathroom floor, which gross, right? Oh, and, uh, and I had been, I got up and I was like, whoa, so disoriented. I didn't know what was going on. There was another part of the story I forgot. I, I had a really stressful year that year. There was a, a girl who had passed away that was in my dance troupe. And uh, it was just like a really hard year. And that was why also the dance recitals were so hard because there was all this emotional dancing that we did, which is <laughs> kind of funny in a way, um, for her. and. Just, it was hard in general, and I was in this geometry class that I was just flunking. It was not doing great. It was, it was bad. I got a bad grade in it. And the geometry teacher, she did not like me. It was mutual, but she didn't like me at all. So that was a thing that was also happening. So I pass out, I'm in the bathroom, I pass out. Uh, I wake up, and I'm like, oh, what's going on? I'd never passed out before. And I get up and I go and look in the mirror and I broke my tooth. There's blood all over my mouth and my tooth was broken. And I was like, oh no. Oh no. 
my parents didn't have dental insurance. It was back when you, like, my parents didn't, back when, when your parents didn't have dental insurance. I don't know. But when, my parents didn't, so. Um, and so they, so I, I woke up, and I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh no, like I'm freaking out. Because you're, six, you're 14, 15, whatever, there's blood all over your face. You don't know what just happened. And in walks my geometry teacher. And I was like, perfect, yes. I says it, oh, hi. Ah, and she's like, what happened to you? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, I just passed out. So she said, oh, okay, we were going to the office. I'm sure she thought I was on drugs. Like now looking back, she was like, oh, she's on drugs, that's why she's flunking geometry. <laughs> but like passing every other class. And so she sits me down in, in, the, um, in the principal's office and the principal comes up and she's like, She's like yelling at me. She's like, stop, stop touching it with your tongue. Cause I was, I was like, oh, you know? And she's like, don't do that. Well, that principal ended up being my mother-in-law later in life. Oh. Twist on it. <laughs> yeah, it's Doug's mom. Um, <laughs> it's Doug's mom. Yeah, congrats to Doug, yes. For being in my period story, and uh, and and yeah, so uh, so then my mom came and we had to go get an emergency root canal, and for the rest of the week I had a half a tooth, and everybody's like, it builds, it's you got character, uh, but then I got a real fake tooth put on, and then later in life I got a bunch of fake tooth put on, because remember when I said my parents didn't have dental insurance? Okay, uh, so that's my story. Period. <laughs> Hey guys, I'm Amy, and um, I got my period when I was uh, 12, 12. Um, so this is a story actually that I've never told anyone out loud. Um, this is not a coming of age story. Like I can't believe it. Like I was old enough, to, um, and I'm gross. <laughs> so, um, uh, so I'm super glad this is being recorded too. So. That, <laughs> later more people will know about it um, but this was uh, so when I was 21 I was living in the Bay Area and I was um, working and singing at this uh, restaurant called Max's Opera Cafe uh, in Palo Alto and um, uh, one evening uh, I had just done a number and, and an, older, an older gentleman um, who was there dining I guess uh, came up to me and um, started hitting on me and I uh, you know, I mean, he was, he was, you know, probably like 15, 16 years older than me. And I was like, oh my God, I've always wanted to have a sugar daddy. <laughs> so, um, so I was like, this is my moment. Yeah. So um, I uh, was like, I'm definitely going to pursue this, but I want him to think that like, I'm the kind of woman who like has her shit together. Um, so like, uh, I didn't like we didn't hook up for for um, a, a while, um, but I was like, oh, like I like this is it, like this is my future. I'm gonna like like live in this guy's house because <laughs> he has a house and um, and you know I would like I wouldn't swear in front of him like it's a real lady, so. Um, <laughs> 
you know, yeah, we're like skirts. I don't know why that made me a lady. So um, anyway, so um, one evening he asked if I uh, would like to uh, join him for uh, um, a drink. And I said, sure, but I have this thing right before. And the thing right before was um, I uh, was called back to, um, for, they were bringing back the show Star Search. Do you guys remember when that had a resurgence? Um, I don't think it ever made it, but I was, I was called back. Um, and so, um, so I went to this callback. If you don't remember Star Search, it was like, um, you know, two people would like, I think it was usually sing, and Ed McMahon would ask how many stars, whatever. And it, it was so fucked, because every time there was a grown person who like had been working on their craft and were really good at what they did and then some fuckbag five-year-old fucking comes and like does some like Aretha Franklin song not even good by the way they don't do it well uh and like they would get because I mean how can you not let the kid win you know like how could like they will be they'll be murder they'll be given hand jobs to at truck stops and shit. Like, you have to, like, like help the kid. So, anyway. So, um, so I was excited for this callback. And, <laughs> and so the callback was set up much like the show. And, uh, and I actually was paired up to perform against um, a kid. Um, and, like, I was giving that kid some of my sass. It's like, you're going down. Of course, she won. It was because she was adorable. Uh, I hope she's successful now. But, um, so I, so I was upset, kind of weirdly upset after, and uh, I met another uh, couple of performers uh, at the callback, and they were like, hey, let's go downstairs and get a drink. And I said, okay, cool. Yeah, I, I can't stay long. You know, I gotta keep it together because I have a date and they were like we don't care so um, <laughs> so I went down and the, uh, instead of having one drink I had like it, this is a long time ago and it's hard for me to remember I would say anywhere between like 2 and 19 uh, vodka based cocktails um, and then I was like oh my god I have to go meet this guy and like you know um, when you are um, when like you drink yourself pretty. Um, <laughs> like, where you're not, where you're like, you're like, I look fucking great. <laughs> and I was in that mindset. I'm like, my shit is tight. I'm wearing a bustier. <laughs> um, but, like, in reality, like, I, I think I had one eye open. <laughs> Uh, like one of my nipples was hanging out. I was a hot mess. So I, anyway, so this guy, I call this guy and I'm like, hey, you still wanna hang out? Uh, that's my lady voice, I guess. And, um, and he said, yeah, so come on over. So I, I don't know how I got there. Um, I mean, I know that I drove. I'm, but I'm a cautionary tale to everyone's children and my own, my own, <laughs> sorry. Um, so, but yeah, I, I drove there somehow and I made it okay. And then I, I, um, I sauntered up to this guy's place, you know, the one I opened. And I remember like leaning on the door jam, like, like I was uh, like Samantha Jones, you know, like, but like just with one eye open. And, um, and so he, he lets me in, and then it's, everything is a blur after that. Uh, I know we talked about something. Um, I don't know what, uh, but I... Uh, and so the next thing I know, I'm waking up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom. And I stumble over to the bathroom, and I push the door open, and there is a kid in there. Because he had a son. 
And I didn't know that. <laughs> but I think he probably told me I just didn't li- hear him because I was so hammered. So I, instead of being like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I like had a conversation with this kid who was 10 and I was like, hello, I'm Amy. <laughs> Fancy meeting you here. Uh, what grade are you in? Like I like had a full on conversation with this child and like I look back at the expression on his face which was a cross between horror and like now I'm a man, you know? Um, but like I didn't exactly know why. So anyway, flash forward, I wake up the next day I am alone in this guy's house. Uh, he's left. Um, I have no clothes on. I pull back the sheets. Uh. My period is, has arrived. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't like a normal, like, oh, oops. <laughs> it was like, you murdered some motherfuckers. <laughs> Up in this bed, there was so much, like shit was like, like just like everything was like stuck together. It was horrifying, and I was like, "Oh my god, I, how did I not know this was happening?" <laughs> so I'm looking around, and I'm and there's like a, there's like a, so much blood that there, and there's like a handprint against something. Like what was I like? Wee! Like just like throwing it. Like what was I doing? Playing in it. Oh my God, I can't believe I'm having, I'm gonna have children and they're gonna know this. Okay, so um, anyway, so I, anyway, so I, then I go to the bathroom and there's like a handprint against that wall. And then I remember that I was leaning against the wall, talking to the kid. And I'm like, oh my God, that is why. And then I was like, oh my God, I didn't have any fucking clothes on either. So it's so bad, yeah. <laughs> I'm a grown ass woman. Okay, so anyway, um, I like like bleached the fuck out of this guy's house, and because I've like seen a lot of crime documentaries. Um, and then I go, um, so then I go to leave. Uh, and I, I call the guy on the way out, and you know when like you do something really embarrassing when you're hammered, but like you're not sure how much the other per- uh, other people know, so you kind of like ask leading questions. So, um, so I call him, and he answers, and I'm like, "Hey, <laughs> so much fun last night. I had so much fun." He's like, "Oh, you did? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> obviously we did." <laughs> So, um, did you have fun? And he's like, let me stop you. We did not have sex. You crashed into my house. You took off all of your clothes. I told you I wasn't gonna sleep with you because you were really drunk. I apparently cried, protested, fell asleep. He said he didn't even sleep in the same bed. Um, he said, um, uh, I tried to wake you up this morning to let you know I was taking my son to school and that I was going to go to work. I couldn't wake you up. So, um, you should also know that my son, uh, was very worried about you. (laughs) He asked me why that bloody woman (laughs) was 
in our house and is she going to be okay? Is she going to live? Um, so, um, so never call me again. Um, goodbye. And I was like, yeah, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> Hung up the phone. Um, yeah, yeah, horrifying. Um, and then like the, wor- the second ending to this is that I couldn't find my car. <laughs> and so the guy had to come from work to drive me around the city to find my car. And he didn't make eye contact <laughs> And as I was getting out of his car and I was like, thank you so much. This has been so long. Oh, God. Um, and he was like, by the way, I'm going to send you a bill for all of the furniture that you fucking ruined. And I was like, yeah, I deserve that. That's my story, Barry. Follow that. <laughs> <laughs> that someone I can't work. Someone said woof. I can't work. I'm standing on it. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's amazing. It's a horrifying story. <laughs> it's, so, it's so good. It's so good. Um, I don't remember I got my period early. I was one of those girls. So I feel like I must if everyone here is twelve and thirteen, I had to be eleven. I was like the outlier. <laughs> Always the outlier. Um, I got my period super early. Yeah, I was like the only one. I think another girl, like I think I'm in fifth grade. I don't know how old you are in fifth grade, but yeah. Before they even had the sex talks. Um, and I did also did not know how to put a tampon in. And my mom, but I didn't have, I had awesome friends. They're still my great friends. But they didn't help me with that because I'm from Massachusetts and we don't do that shit. Um, but my mom put me in. My mom used to have this awesome cabinet. Now, as an adult looking back, that had just stocked with tampons and pads and everything. She was always stocked. So my whole life, I never knew how to buy anything until I went to college and I buy shit. And I was like, damn, it's expensive. <laughs> right? Which the government should pay for us to have. Anyway. <laughs> I think they should. Not a choice to Anyway. So my mom, my mom wanted me to have a tampon right away, and she was like, figure it out, and she kind of locked me in her bathroom, and I figured it out. Um, but not great, because cut to, I don't know how many years later, I was living in New York, you know, going to acting school like everybody in New York, and um, I had two roommates, but they weren't home at the time, and uh, I was, I, I mean, I guess I was stressed out, I don't know, I think it was just like 20-something and dumb, and I couldn't remember if I took my tampon out, and I thought I did, but then I couldn't remember, and I couldn't find it, and I was like, oh God, and I don't know if this would really help me or not, but I also couldn't get laid to save my life. I was that woman, and I was like, all women get laid so easily. I was like, they can, because I'm like throwing myself on everybody, and everyone's like, can't! Oh, you're a virgin, don't say that! Oh, uh, you know, or couldn't you just get it, you don't have any condoms? Like, no, like, anyways, it was a long, <laughs> lot of those dates, it was like, and my friends were like, stop telling people you're a virgin. I was like, all right. <laughs> um, so I wasn't really familiar down there particularly. So, but of course, like a couple hours went by, and I'm also insane. So I started thinking I was having toxic 
shock syndrome. So I called my mom and I was like, I think I lost a tampon inside me. I don't know. I'm so scared. And she was like, get a mirror out. Get a mirror out, Jesse. Stand on top of it. Get, get in the bathroom. So I'm in the bathroom with a mirror. But I don't know. I mean, again, from Massachusetts, I don't know what the fuck's happening in there. I was like, I don't know. I can't see it. But that doesn't, it's, I, and then of course I start being hypochondriac. I'm like, I'm getting the sweats. Yeah, because I'm sweating because I'm running around the house naked. I'm like getting crazy. And she's like, well, you better put your hand all the way up inside there and pull around. So I'm pulling around, but I think I'm like pulling like the, the inside of my body. I'm like, I think that's what So she's like, well, you have to give it a couple more hours or whatever she said. She wasn't great at that point. She's like, and whatever, give me a call. Well, 20 minutes later, I'm like, I'm not gonna die. So I went to the emergency room. Because <laughs> I'm not going out like that. So I was like, years later at a hold up and that night I tried to get laid and the guy couldn't get up because he drank too much and he was like I can't believe this is happening to me and I went you can't believe this is happening to you I was died today guns in my face you can't fucking lay and it was horrible anyway I didn't get laid that night either um but cut back so then I go to St. Vincent's which is not open anymore so sad and I love that hospital <laughs> emergency room a lot in New York before my mom threw the kibosh. She was like, we're paying for this. I was like, you are? It's like a free thing. Like, no, we're paying. Because I would have bad earwax, you guys. Why did I get laid? A lot of bad earwax. I go get that to the emergency room. Just the emergency room. Anyway, and so I went and I'm sitting in there. I'm like shaking. I'm like, this is the di- I'm going to die. What's going to happen? And <laughs> went up to the window to tell them what's wrong with you. And I'm like whispering. Now looking back, it's like I was so childish like it's new york city in the emergency room people are there everything's wrong and i'm literally like i think i have a tampon Uh like as if no one wants to hear this the nurse just looked at me and she's like okay go sit down over there so i sat down and i was like oh and then another nurse came out and they were talking and looking at me and talking and they were kind of smiling and then they came over to me and they were like so we we hear you have maybe a tampon stuck and I was like yeah I think I do and I was like crying once they start talking to me I started crying that always happens right you're like fine and someone's like how do you feel you're like ah, I was like I had a mirror out I couldn't find it they're like it's okay. it's okay we're gonna bring you into this room well they didn't have any rooms because it's a real emergency room so they put me in this pediatrician room and I had to hold my own legs up like in stirrups and the nurse they didn't get a doctor I was a little I was like where's the doctor the nurses were like we can handle it so the she looks inside, and she literally just like this, like a that Dolly Parton moment from nine to five when they're like looking in the trunk, and like, Violet the car. She literally were like, and she's like, "There's nothing in there." And I was like, "Are you sure?" And she's like, "Because I'm like, look at that, look at." We're sure, we're sure. And I was like, oh, I'm so, and then I got really embarrassed. And she's like, it's okay. It's, that happens. Like, people forget. It's really good you didn't have anything in there. You know, and I was like, I thought I was going to die. And they're like, okay, you can stay here for like five minutes and you've got to get out of here. <laughs> so I did. I went home and I called my mom. But at that point, it's like, I don't know, like one in the morning. My mom was pissed. I called her one in the morning. But I was like, there's no tampon. And that's when she was like, stop going to the emergency room. And that's my period story. (laughs) Hello, my name is Lorraine DeGraffenwright and I got my period when I was 12. High five, 12, 12, everybody 12. 
12 Steph, 12 outlier. Outlier. But like, yo, we are so different. We are so, so, so different. We are the complete opposite, and my story will attest to that. Um, I got my period when I was 12, which is actually, I, I actually got my period on my mom's birthday. And what she and, which was like just weird, and she loves that. She loves that. <laughs> so stupid. But what she and I have in common is we, we both have like tampon martyr complexes. Like, and here's what I mean by that. Like, my, like minding your tampon, caring for your tampon or your situation is the last thing on the priority list. So like for me, like if I need to change my tampon, like everything else on my to-do list comes before changing my tampon. And it's so bad. And like my, my mom's a doctor and she told me that toxic shock syndrome isn't like a thing anymore. So maybe it is, but I just never looked it up. I never cared. I, I leave my tampon in for like like 24 hours, like 48 hours, like it's all good. Don't freak out, I'm fine. I shouldn't though, I shouldn't though, and like here's why, okay, I was uh, a senior in high school, I was in 12th grade, and I was into like a lot of extracurricular activities. I was that girl. I was like in community service, and I was like the president of these clubs, and I played every sport. I did like, like theater shit. Like I was like, mm, I was the most annoying girl in school. Um, but on this particular day, um, I had a basketball game, and like I was a senior, and it was like a special spirit day of some kind, so like, we all, like everybody on the varsity basketball team, we were wearing our uniforms all day. And I loved that because it was one last thing I had to do before the game. I didn't have to like, <laughs> like change out of my school uniform for my basketball uniform. I could just like show school spirit all day and just like get on the bus to go to our away game. Anyway, I was really busy. I had like, I don't know, I just had like a lot of stuff going on with my friend groups. And then it was really, I'm, I was such a loser, but I had so many friends at the same time. I don't know what that's called. They don't like, they don't represent that archetype on high school shows, but they should, they should. They really should. Uh, so I got a surprise period that day. I like didn't bring tampons to school. So I had to go to the nurse's office to get that cardboard applicator. Who was talking about the cardboard? Uh -huh. Yep, right? We, it, and you said woof, someone said woof. Somebody said woof. Okay, I just wanna, right? I just wanna like dig a little bit deeper into that. Those are awful because like, if you're bad at it, like if you're bad and it gets like wet and mushy, it's like really hard to like get, there uh, people who don't know. There are like two pieces of the applicator. There's like an outside and there's like an inside. And it, for the cardboard ones, if the outside and the inside are like the same degree of moist, there's no way for it to like push. It's so bad. So essentially what you should do at that point is just like, just take it apart like MacGyver and just like take the cotton thing and just like shove. Like, just, anyway. Um, also these nurses tampons, the free ones, they're really bad. Like they're very like, like limp and they don't hold a lot of blood. They suck, no one likes them. Uh, I put mine in like kind of early in the day and just kind of like forgot about it. I just like went on with my activities and my friend groups and like forgot about it. <laughs> and then like we got to our away game. Those games start around like four or 5 p.m. So definitely need to change the tampon by then. We all have an opportunity to go to the bathroom before we warm up. 
didn't go. Just kept on wearing this thing. Also, little detail, I was not wearing spandex under my shorts, so I was just like swishy, like letting the wind take me with my swishy basketball shorts. And I was like, I know I should change my tampon, but I am too wrapped up in school spirit. I'm going to change it later. In the middle of the game, I remember this moment where like me and this girl from the other team, like we like dive for a ball on the floor and we're wrestling for what's called a jump ball. So for anyone who doesn't know about jump balls, it's like you're fighting with another person for the ball and no one's winning. So the referee blows the whistle and intervenes and they just sort of like change possession for you. And I remember that happened. We switched possession and I like, you know, backpedal all serious to get on defense. I'm like waiting for them to start the game again, but the refs are like holding on for a second. And they're like whispering quietly with each other and no one knows what's going on. And then you realize it's like they're doing like forensic detective work. They're like following these bloody footprints on the leading to this like wet (laughs) wad of something, which turned out to be a bloody tampon. And they just like call an emergency timeout and they're like, girls to your benches and like the both teams switch up and and I'm like, no, no, no. No, 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 no. No, it could not be mine. And so I'm just in my head, and I and like our coach is like talking like, don't don't be distracted by all that. We need to think about our plays that we're gonna do. And I'm like, I cannot think about plays because I think so 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 and I can't hear him. I just hear like the the refs are like whisper 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 and like the I remember like an athletic trainer like comes out with like a bag and like like surgical gloves and gauze and they like like clinically pick it up and like put it in a trash thing and like leave and like there were these two like like cool dude teens like working the score clock and they're like dude eh, do you know what that is oh my god and then it's like bro like no way do not tell me that's what i think it is <laughs> i could hear like in the stands there were like these little boys like little like baby boys being like mom mom like what there's blood like what could it be and she's like don't worry like we'll talk about it in the car like you're good and like i just was freaking out anyway the game resumes, no one's called out, no, they don't like, you know, out anybody or whatever. So like, I have to wait for a time like later and we can go to the bathroom and check it out. And I like grab my friend and I'm just like, can you like check me? Like, is there any evidence on me? Like, cause I think that was my thing, dude. And she's like looking and there's nothing. There's like no blood on my uniform, no blood down my leg, no blood on the bottom of my sneakers. And I'm like, maybe it wasn't mine. And then I go to the bathroom and I check and nothing, there's nothing in my vagina. That was totally my tam, for sure. I know it was, I mean, like what the fuck? Like, what the fuck? Like how, 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 here I am. Like over 10 years later, and I'm still just like, how? My tampon wriggled free and just was like, hello and goodbye. I am a bloody tampon and I will not be neglected. I will be acknowledged. That happened. Anyway, um, I I no longer trust tampons. Yeah, I still wear them. I just don't trust them. I'm wearing one right now. Is it still in there? I don't know! That's my story, period.
every time. It's still so wonderful to hear these stories. <laughs> so just like a, um, an insight on me, I never ask anybody what their story is about <laughs> because um, I've heard uh, at least two of these stories, um, only two of these stories, actually. And <laughs> I knew about Amy's story, and I asked her for a different one for the podcast, but I didn't know the details. So this is very exciting for me. So I don't ask because, um, as you've experienced tonight, I hope, they are so wonderful to experience for the first time. Um, and they just, uh, every, every new story, every new person that comes on gives such a different perspective and gives such a different idea of what it was like for them and and what they've gone through and yet at the same time it's all so relatable and you're like man i've never had a tampon slip out of me how would that work and you sit there and you like think about it i know i sat there like i was like because you're you're like you grip so it's like anyway um so I hope that uh, uh, we're out of time, unfortunately. So I hope that um, you will leave here with some new knowledge. Uh, you will find a love of menstruation. Um, if you don't menstruate, you'll be a little bit open to talking more about it and hearing about it and buying um, menstruation products and fighting for menstruation products to be free. Um, because they should. And um, that's it. That's my story, period. Thanks for listening. This episode of That's My Story, period contains stories from Celia Finkelstein, who you can find online at Celia Fink, Lindsay Barrow, who you can find online at Lindsay M. Barrow, Amy Albert, who you can find online at Mom Get Your Shit Together, Your You Are. Jessica Elena Eason, who you can find online at Jess Pat Socks, S-O-X, and Lorraine DeGraffenwright, who you can find online at Learnt Up Podcast. That's My Story Period is edited by Veronica Guba and hosted by Campfire Media. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to get in touch with the show, email periodpodcaststories at gmail.com.